0: Hello, listeners. It's Philip here. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Doubles Alley. I'm here with my cousin, Mark, and my brother, Peter. What's up, guys? Hey there. Good to be here. And Mark is on the golf course. Uh, that's the the wind you hear. Um, that's, that's him waving. Um, and then so we're here to discuss, I guess, predictions for the new year. Um, What's up? Hey, happy we, New Year! Happy New Year! There we go. And then, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start out by saying a New Year's resolution that each player should make, and then we're gonna predict our top fifteen for the coming year um, in the ATP rankings, and then we're going to predict uh, winners for all four majors. And also the Olympics, because the Olympics got postponed until this season. Um, So, Peter, first of all, uh, do you have a New Year's resolution that a player should make?
1: Yeah, I'm looking through, like, the top 20 right now and just wondering, all right, like, who, who could do something monumental with their, with their lives and really change it up. Um, but the one that I, I came up with was for Diego Schwartzmann And it's just every single time he's commentated on his, his height is brought up. His stature is brought up. It's he's talked about like, he's got no chance of ever being one of the, the truly top dogs and how much of an underdog story he is. And, and it's kind of backhanded and belittling, no pun intended. Um, but the fact is like, if, if there were, if, if eight people on this earth were not born, he would be the number one tennis player in the world. Um, if four people on this earth were not born, he would be in the top five. And so, um, I, I just feel like he needs to put an end to that um, narrative. And so, I'm I want him in either in either an early season Argentine tournament or um, or Acapulco, or just somewhere where he's sort of on his home turf to when um, to just in the middle of the match when he's alerted that an announcer is talking down on him again no pun intended to just drop his racket go up to the announcer booth and proceed to just beat the shit out of the announcer
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh he's he's too nice a guy to do that but i would i would love to see it happen i also think like yeah he is just a freak athlete uh, at least for a size like I would love to see him do like UFC or wrestling or something like that. So yeah, I would I would actually love to see him in a fight because um, yeah, his uh, his tennis game is very uh, fighterly. Um, yeah, uh, for me, I have one for Rafa. This is a uh, holdover from from last week's pod. Um, I'm gonna uh, my New Year's resolution for Rafa is to, uh, to shave his head and, uh, you know, flaunt it. Um, it's time, Rafa. It's been time. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's the mo- the modern-day Sampras.
0: Yeah. What about you, Mark? Do you have a New Year's resolution for a player?
2: Yeah, no, the funny thing is I, I got muted for a second, so I didn't know when Peter was doing his New Year's resolution if that was about himself or that was about Schwartzman. Because I had a feeling he was... <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking he's describing me. This was me and my whole life of racket sports. <laughs> my resolution goes with like a stocking stuffer that I had given Pablo. Is it is is it Correño or I mean Busto or Busta?
0: It's Busta, you know? but I think we changed it to Busto a few years ago.
2: Okay, yeah, we've just we've, we got to continue the masculinization of a guy who hits the ball like a man. I mean, he does. But everything else is so effeminate. And so, and again, this is a little autobiographical here, I'm sure. But he needs to, number one, as we mentioned, change the middle name. I think it should be Escobar. But, wor- you know, worst case scenario would be something like it, some other some other warlord. I mean, it could be Pablo Hugo. You know, it could be Pablo Fidel. I don't care. Pablo, uh, what was... F- was Franco, Federico Franco, back in the Spanish, you know, the Spanish fascist. Change the middle name, make it the Busto, and get rid of the goddamn Slazenger racket because I can't take oh, him yeah. that seriously, no matter how how well he hits the ball. So Pablo... the those... how do you take yeah. someone with a Slazenger racket seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the equivalent? What what was your equivalent in squash if they were using this type of racket? Even if they brought some game to the court, you just couldn't take them very seriously.
0: I think it was oh, Slazinger.
2: The... Probably Slazinger. Was... Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. That's and, what I was
1: back in the day. And, and <laughs> sort, sort of related. Do you guys remember that Wimbledon semifinal? I think it was between Quarry and like I forget who the, his opponent was. I think it was Rainer or Federer. I think it was, was Rainer or Federer. I think it was Cilic versus Query, and they both had Fila as their sponsor. Oh yeah,
0: it's yeah. I think Diego's sponsor Schwartz, is Fila.
2: I was gonna say, but that's different. Diego, Diego, you know the Diego effect. Diego could go out there. What was it that um, the Czech player Burditch was wearing for a while? H H&M, H&M, like and M. H and M. Yeah. Wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Schwartzman could wrap the H and M. H&M, you know what's what's popular there in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> Diadoris, pretty pop- any of those, but that's Schwartzman. So I agree. I think these are good resolutions, and and they apply to resolution. That maybe I could play my racket sports a little less effeminately too. So uh, I'll uh, I'll put my money where my mouth
0: is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mark, you play with a, a, a lighter racket now, so you know um, maybe uh, maybe your resolution should be to play your racquet sports a little less infeminently.
2: I mean, speaking of somebody, I heard you got some pretty good head for, for Christmas as well.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Peter gave me uh head for Christmas. Thanks, Peter.
2: <laughs> did, did I... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> on that note, on that note, on that note, <laughs> We're going to talk about 15 players who also probably got plenty of
0: head for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and my number 15 probably got Is the Schwartz most tonight. head for Christmas. Just back in
2: the theme, Does Schwartzman get...
0: <laughs> yeah, Is yeah.
2: Does Because he gets eight nights of it. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guy I'm bringing up probably gets eight different women a night of it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, they don't have to be women, but... Uh, I'm sure in Monte Carlo he has his pickings um in the off season uh Grigor dimitrov I think he'll have a nice welcome back to the top fifteen. It'll be an up and down year for him as it has been for the last like six years for him, but he'll have his two or three big tournaments and I think they'll come at good times and uh yeah he'll he'll be uh number fifteen
1: yeah so i um He would have been 15 through 20 for me. There were some just sort of on the cusp that didn't make it. And part of it is because it's just... It really is a loaded year. Like, there's a lot of talent on the tour right now.
0: Yeah, not not many injuries.
1: I just can't roll the dice on someone who's been so erratic.
0: Yeah, but his his top level is, like, better than most people's still. Like, yeah, who would you bet on between... Peak Dimitrov versus Peak Sitsupas. Peak Sitsupas. Yeah. I think I'd ah. take Dimitrov. Like I guess it depends on the surface, but on grass, I'd definitely take Dimitrov. Like. Uh, well, it
2: doesn't have to be one or the other either.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Peak,
2: both of them are top fifteen players.
0: Yeah. I, think, I actually. Yeah. What were you saying?
2: I, I actually had just so we can Peter will be kind of the novelty. I also had Dimitrov at fifteen, so I'll just I'll just you know, put, put another $5 on your bet. And I had him there as well. I think he'll, he'll go big in the hard courts and I think he'll do well at Wimbledon and and he'll get some points. He'll he'll be, he'll have a very strong summer. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, not a crazy pick at all. Like, um, he's like, I would have had him, he was on the cusp for me. Um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't include him. My number 15 is Alex D menor. I just think he's got a ton of game. Um, He's been hovering uh, on the ar- around sort of twenty twenty five the past year or so, and I just think he's he's it's his time to to move on up.
0: Yeah, I didn't have him. He yeah, he's another very streaky player. Like he always has a really good Australia patch, and then he he resurfaces a bit during the U.S. hard court season. But he he tends to have quiet clay and grass court seasons. Yeah. So yeah. Um, mis-
1: I just I just want to. Be- I guess we're all betting on talent here. Um, but I think one. Of, I think Minor is uh, less of a clear cut head case.
0: Yeah, that's true. He'll maximize whatever he's got. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like it. For 14, like it. uh I've got I've got another oldie but goodie uh, Stan as my number 14.
1: Yeah, he's another one who was like on the cusp for me, but again, like I feel like he's just going to be peaking for for the big tournaments and he's not good enough to have a top 15 ranking as he peaks for the big tournaments. He's about to be like 35. He wasn't top 15 this year. I don't know, I, I just I'm not um, I think his best days are behind him.
0: 35 is prime years during in Swiss tennis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Federer gave him the blueprint.
2: Maybe,
1: yeah. maybe he's been going to Kobe's guy in Germany.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just across the border. True. Uh, um, true, true, true. Does one of you have a number 14?
2: Yeah, I'll, t- I'll hear from Peter first, and, then, and since I have a different one than you, Phil, I'll let uh, Peter go first, and then I'll, I'll jump in.
0: Yeah,
1: so this is a sort of two-part prediction, actually. My The first part of this prediction is that he will um, show restraint and not actually use the rocket ship I gave him for Christmas. Um, and Milos Rejnic, um all... Uh, weighed down by all 15 pounds of, of, uh, of, 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 um, of, of, of stopped up constipation. Um, (laughs) well, well, his serve will, will drag him, Um, uh, like he's even, even though he's weighed down by a certain kind of ball and chain, um, to the number fourteen spot, I think he'll he'll probably make a semi, or, um, a semi or two, and maybe even a final or two in a Masters one thousand that nobody gives a shit about. I feel like even <laughs> though there's a lot of tournament, there are a lot of tournaments to be played. There are also a lot of old older people who throw who. It's not like Nadal, Djokovic, Federer in their primes, where it was just like every single tournament you knew that their A game was coming. I think there are a lot of somewhat big tournaments that are going to get thrown this year, partly because of the Olympics and partly just because, um, just because you have a lot of older players um, who are peaking for very specific moments, and Rayanich is is pri- a prime candidate to get some of the scraps.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, uh, I was going to say something based on something Mark said about Rayanich's hair moose. Do you think it's made from moose? Like, do you think it's moose, moose because he's Canadian? Mm. Do you think it's like moose antler, uh, moose? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't argue with Rayanich being 14. Like he's, he, he, he indeed got to a final of a masters 1000. Nobody gave a shit about this year. So, (laughs) so, so why can't he do it again? Um, I think I didn't have him in my top 15, more as wishful thinking than um, anything else. I I wasn't thinking with my head as much as the head that Peter gave me. <laughs>
2: it's a good, good head, good head. Either way, it'll lead, it'll lead to head. head
0: yeah. To head. head to head. Anyway. <laughs> Mark, do you have a 14?
2: If you guys don't mind, I'm going to binge predict for a second just because I'm going to have to mute as we go into the grocery store for, for a second. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go 14, 13, and 12, and then um, you guys. And then the reason being is my 14, 13, and 12 are all from the same country, and I'm piggybacking on what Peter said. I just know I'm going to have to mute for a couple minutes. So at 14, I have I have Felix at 14. I think he took more steps forward been backwards last year i know he got shellacked in the second or third round of the u.s open um but it it felt like he was trending upward it seemed like he he was and he did some
1: shellacking before that i think he got to the round of 16
2: oh okay 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 yeah yeah um so i got i got felix at 14 I have Raonic at 13 and Shapovalov right where he is right now at 12. He could go up, but I feel like that's a well-earned 12. As you said, I think it's a it's a deep um, pool of talent in the top 20, and I and I give Shapovalov like all the credit in the world for getting the 12 and just maintaining it. I think will take a lot of you know up- upside tennis, much more upside than down. Yeah, I mean
1: there are a lot of younger players who've gotten to like the ten twelve range and now are like back into the twenties. Like born a Chorich, for example. Um, like it's it's no guarantee that even if you're young and you get there, you maintain it.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are those are good selections. I mean, Canadian tennis should have a a very strong uh, world. What, what is that? The ATP Cup team. Yeah. Um, if nothing else. Uh for my number 13, I've got Nishikori. Uh I mean he's down in the forties right now, but um I'm, I'm hoping I'm crossing my fingers for a healthy season from him. I think he's gonna do everything he can to stay healthy because of the Olympics in Tokyo. Um so yeah, I think he'll probably be one of those who's like in the in the thirties, and then you'll see his name like as, like, the, the 25 seed at, at, the US, at uh, Roland Garros, and then he'll be up to, like, the 21 seed by, like, uh, U.S. Open, and then, like, all of a sudden he'll be, like, number 13 in the world by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, he was one who was really borderline for me. Um, I ended up selecting against him because I just have felt like there's been degradation in his game. Like he's not the same player, but, uh, at the same time, what he has in his favor is that he's really, he's good on all surfaces. Yeah. He's a good clay court player. He's a good hard court player. Um, I forget if he's good at grass. I think he is. He's has gotten to the quarters in in uh, in Wimbledon. Um, and so sort of all he needs is just a few like very, good tournaments um and it doesn't have to happen in in the in the um, in the early part of the year what will be interesting is just how the rankings are reshuffled after the US Open because i think there're there's a lot of inflated rankings right now because um people are getting to choose the better of their two tournaments from like the post US Open period or US Open onwards and so I think that's where Nishikori could make his gains.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so true about just uh, people profiting from being able to use last year's uh, points. Um,
1: yeah, like there'll be a lot of slippage um, towards the end of the year.
0: Yeah. Um, for example, I, I do not have Berrettini in my top 15 for that exact reason uh, yeah yeah so who do you have for 13
1: I have gofan um, I don't know I mean he just he's just solid uh, I didn't enjoy picking him I I I just feel like he's very bland um, he will not win a grand slam he will not win, come close to winning a Grand slam um but you know he he hangs around he's solid um he's got a good game and uh at the end of the day i just think he'll be in the top 15
0: yeah i mean i think with these picks like at the moment it's as much about who you think will stay healthy and play a full season as it is about anything else um so, I think your betting on Gofan as number thirteen is sort of a bet on him being healthy for most of the season, the same way my yeah. bet on Nishi Corey is sort of a bet on him being healthy for most of the season
1: yeah that's that's true that's true yeah um and i I feel like I'm sort of assuming health for everybody because how how do you really predict an injury um unless it's like somebody like Federer who's you already know is injured going into it,
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, I've got uh for number twelve. I've got our boy uh, Diego. I mean, he had a mighty uh number nine in the world this season, but it is just like a very stacked uh a very stacked um top ten, and uh, I just yeah, assuming health uh there are guys with. Simply, who simply have higher ceilings than he does. Uh, sorry, Diego, poor word choice.
1: <laughs> no, I I totally agree. I, I had him at my number twelve as well. I don't think his fight is going anywhere, but I think he just he got some of he got some career results this year that I just they're really really hard to defend. Um, he's got a lot of game and. It takes a lot of game to be number nine one year and number 12 the next year. Um, but I think he sort of uh, uh, is just not better than anyone who was ahead of him. And there are some people behind him who can really challenge him.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we, uh, we agree. Um, okay, so number 11. I have one of Mark's Canadians. I have Felix at number 11. I uh, yeah, I think he was training at the Rafael Nadal Academy. Uh, he's he's still a phenom. Um, there are just things in his game, like he he looks really good sometimes, and then other times he just makes errors or just shanks balls that you just don't know why he's shanking. But uh, the contact is there, the body is there. The movement is there. The willingness to move forward is there. Um, Yeah, and I'm just betting on him making a move the way a lot of young guys do, the way Sitspast did, the way Sverev did, Um, just up the rankings. Uh, Maybe I should have him higher. Like, honestly, I think maybe 11 is too low for him. Um, I'm a little bit scarred from choosing him to make his move last year. Which may be the only reason he didn't is perhaps COVID. Um, who knows?
1: I mean, it's really hard to make a move. Like, again, it's a really stacked sort of generation in year. Um, I'm going to go with t- two selections just because um, it's kind of relevant. Um, I have both of Mark's Canadians remaining for me as my next two. I have Dennis Shapovalov at Eleven and Felix Auger-Aliassime at ten. Yeah, I, had,
0: um, I, I have exactly the same two. Just flip. Just flip. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because with with um, I just feel like some of his, like it met the mental part of his game is the biggest weak weak area, and I just feel like he's going to make progress in that area. And when he's on his game, dude, like he. There's nobody who is like, um, who he can't compete with, like nobody. And uh, and just, yeah, I just believe in his ceiling and believe in talent. Um, I don't have him higher because I think, as we discussed when Mark was saying, I just feel like he was, um, it was a well-earned number 12 in the world, and maybe he's not actually quite that good yet. Um, I look at the top fifteen now, and I think that he might be the one with the most inflated ranking. Um, and so this this would actually be like a, a real step up for him. And I think he's been he's been the beneficiary of very strong results in tournaments that that uh, where other people didn't quite like care. Like he's been taking some of the the table scraps. But I do think that he has like a real run in a major or two in him this year. He's a real big game player. Um, The thing that I'm scared of is that he also just loses to Randos. He's not a good front runner or like he's not when he's like a two seed in a tournament. He's not somebody you can bank on making the semifinals. Then with Felix um, again, it's just the talent is unreal. Um, Just his, body for tennis and his the way he hits the ball is is um there's nobody who makes sweeter contact than he does uh i like his composure a lot um i liked his first few rounds in the u.s open when he was just obliterating people uh and just yeah like you said he's been training with nadal um he's a phenom. And this is his trajectory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said about both guys. One thing I would disagree with is that uh, I think uh, there are guys in the top 15 with more inflated rankings than Dennis. Uh, I think Monfils and uh, Berrettini are both uh, those guys. Um, Yeah, basically the ones who are floating off of 2019 ranking points. Yeah. yeah, Dennis got most of his ranking points from this season. So, um, Yeah, uh, I don't think it's as much of a leap as, as you're making it sound like. But uh, yeah, I do think it would be a, a big accomplishment uh, for him to I move like
1: up. One I like about Dennis is that he plays some of his best tennis in international events. So like when he's representing Canada... And same with like Dimenor, he's really good at representing Australia. And you look at like Nadal and Djokovic and they're really, I I feel like, um, and then you see Dennis has played some of his best tennis at majors and that's not the case with a lot of other players. I think that he's, he's a big game player and just has a ceiling that a lot of others don't quite, he can, he can tap into something that isn't totally common.
0: Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, I have. Um. I think maybe my biggest uh, mover is at number nine. I mean, Nishikori is moving up from forty, but in center, I have center at nine, who would be moving up from thirty-seven. But. uh, But yeah, Yannick Center. Um, he's going to be the youngest guy in the top ten. Uh, he just has an incredible game. Um, he's very solid and uh yeah i think over the course of the season he's just going to keep improving um yeah and i have him at number 9 in the world
1: that's that's um i mean i'm totally with you i just his game is so solid so downhill um just nobody wants to have him early in a tournament right now he's the he's the lurker for sure I have him at number eight and I have Federer at number nine. Um, just because I think that Federer uh, will probably not play very many tournaments and um, could have a tougher time just like winning Indian Wells or something like he used to to, to, to gain back all his points.
0: Yeah, I actually uh, don't have Federer in my. Top fifteen. I was scarred by Murray last year. I had Murray pretty high last year, and uh, Murray was injured going into the season. And uh, I mean, Federer is thirty nine and has knee issues um, and isn't playing one of the majors where he typically has good results. Um, we don't know when he's going to to you know start playing tournaments, and if. If his re- restart um, is as uh, glorious as it was last time he was coming back from a big injury, I mean, there's a big difference between 39 and 36. Just to ask, like, Tim Duncan, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I actually don't have Federer in my top 15.
1: I don't know. That's playing with fire. All it takes to be number fifteen in the world is like twenty six hundred points, maybe twenty five hundred, because all the points are inflated now. Um, like, uh, like four really good results at four like semifinal level results at either majors or Masters one thousands. Um. I would, I would really be surprised if Federer does not make the the top fifteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I should have him. I think I'll have him, I'll put him behind Schwartzman. Then I'll have him uh, number thirteen, and I guess that'll bump Dimitrov out of the top fifteen.
1: Yeah, I think that he's the toughest one to peg, though. Yeah, because cause you are playing with fire, no matter how you slot him. I think his ceiling is, like, three, and his floor is, like, outside the top 15.
0: Yeah, and it's only really about um, how many tournaments he does play. Like, this knee thing, he could be back for two tournaments, he could feel his knee again, and then not play anything except for, like... I think the tournament he cares most about is Wimbledon. And the tournament he cares second most about is the Olympics, so I think those are the ones he has like starred and circled um and the others uh are unclear. So it's like one of his two important tournaments is a tournament that you don't get ranking points from. So so yeah. Yeah,
1: but the the other of his two important tournaments is one he's won like 8 times and um he can get 750 ranking points for just by making the semifinals.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think health uh, permitting, he's uh, kind of a lock. I mean, not really a lock because you don't know if he's in Djokovic's section because um, his ranking's <coughs> slipping so much. Um, but he's uh, definitely a strong competitor on grass, no matter what. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, so you gave me your eight and nine. I guess I have to give you my eight. Uh, it's of, uh, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's seven this year. I think his, he finished the year at three in the world a few times. Uh, but yeah, he, everyone's healthy now. And, uh, some guys who are younger than him are, uh, are eclipsing him. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he made his first Grand Slam final this year, but it was the least impressive Grand Slam final I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I, I have him at eight in the world.
1: Interesting. I'm just really curious who you who all you have ahead of him. I can think of like the six people you have ahead of him, but I'm wondering who the seventh is. It's you might have like a real um, a real. Uh, I don't know, like a hot take coming up. I I have him higher. Uh, I hope you're right, but I don't know. I just think he's got so much game. Um, He's somebody who, when you root against him as much as I do, you realize, like, yeah, he's a tough out. Um, And as as many flaws as he has, he's also just got a ton of talent. And um, somebody who serves that hard. And who can move that well is uh, is, and who just is young enough to play every tournament and fight every tournament he plays, um, in an era where there are a lot of others who will take tournaments off. He's just he's just primed for to be ranked two or three spots higher than he should be pretty much any year.
0: Um, I think he has a little bit of off court stuff going on though. That might uh, distract him a bit.
1: Yeah, but he's had that, and he's actually been playing well through it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think that. uh, So my number seven is Rublev. I just think the six guys above him are just better than him. Um, He's he's competed well against some of those guys this year, but he then he just gets trucked by Nadal. Like, I feel like a. It's not just how you do against the guys who are sort of at your level, but it's also how you do against the guys who are a little above your level that speak to your your where you're at. Um, I think it was a valiant effort to get all the way up to where he's at. To, I think he's number eight in the world right now. Um, I think he'll move up one spot, but uh, I, I think that he's, um, he's kind of topped out.
0: I, I don't think he's topped out as, in that I think one day, I, one day he will be top five, but I I also have him at seven in the world uh, this for year. For now, he's
1: topped
0: out. Yeah, it's a mini plateau. Yeah. Um, yeah, for all the reasons you said. He had a really good uh 2020, so he's going to profit from not losing any ranking points at all. Um from the 2019 um, tournaments. Um, Yeah, for all the reasons you said, he he hits the shit out of the ball. Um, He's consistent. He competes hard. Um, He could actually be a little higher. Uh, I don't see him being much lower, Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Who do you have at six?
1: I've got Sitsipas at six. I just think he's he's really good. He could be as high as maybe four in my in in my opinion. He plays the big guys pretty well. He plays Nadal pretty well. He plays Djokovic pretty well. Um, I just feel like he's less consistent than some of the other guys in my in my um, who are in my top five. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just. Uh, I don't know. I, I just the last few times I've seen him play, um, there's been something a little off. Like whether it was, uh, like in the U.S. Open, he was up. I think it was the U.S. Open. It was the U.S. or the French, where he was up five one in the third, or five one in the fourth. Um, I think it was against Chorich in the uh, in the French, and then he lost in he lost up like double break match serving for the match um yeah i I think there's just a little bit of sort of um his head isn't totally right uh going on with him and he's not quite the uh intimidating athlete that some of the others are um even though he's very athletic and so his head needs to be totally right for him to be hit his stride
0: yeah, I have since passed a little higher. I have him at five. Um, I have team at six. Uh, I think team's gonna drop a bit. Um, yeah, I just don't see him winning a major this year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have a good reason why he's gonna drop. I'm just feeling a team drop. Uh, oh, and Mark is Mark is back right on team. <laughs> Where are we? I'm saying uh. So we're we're giving uh, we're at number six. Um, I have team at six in the world. Peter had Sitsupas at six in the world.
2: Yeah. So my my seventh was uh, my seventh was Rublev. I had Zverev at eight, and so I have Federer at six. At least at the end of the year, I think I'll have a big Wimbledon. But. Um, I'm not even sure he'll play the French. Who did, who, who did you so have? Did at, you guys have Federer? I who, had Rublev at, at, I had Zverev at eight, Rublev at seven, and I have Federer at six. I don't know if you guys have ranked him yet. Yeah, I had Federer at nine, partly just because, okay. like, uh, my explanation was that he's,
1: he's older, and it's not quite as easy just to win Indian Wells in Miami and get back your ranking points for him. But, He's just so good that it's hard to it's hard to imagine him not getting like 3,000 or 4,000 points by the end of the year.
0: Yeah.
2: Right, I mean, Indian Wells, let's see, he made the finals of Indian Wells, he won Miami, so that's what he's defending, then he's got to be the finals of Wimbledon, the semis of the French, what is it, the quarters of U.S. Open, is that right? So anything less than that, he, his ranking wouldn't go up? Is that correct? Uh, I, I don't yeah. know exactly what he's defending, just because I think some of it
1: is from 2019. I think, I think you're right, though.
2: Right. He would be defending. And I, I mean, as I remember, he, he won Miami. He beat Isner. Then he made the finals of Indian Wells. He had a good run, right? The semis of the French, the finals of Wimbledon, a good showing at the U.S. Open. Cincinnati, he may have not done very well. And I don't know what he did after that. I don't know. He's just Federer, so I have him at six. It could be. I mean, I think there'll be a very slim difference from like nine, nine all the way through four or nine through five. Yeah. So, cool. Do you have a Do you have a nine through eleven? Yeah, I had. Uh, well, let's see. Let me let me go in reverse order. I had Federer at six. I had Rublev at seven. Zverev at eight. I had. Um, Sinner was my eleventh. By the end of the year, I had him going all the way up to eleven. And then I had Schwartzman at ten, and number nine was. It short, no, it wasn't Schwartz. Who am I leaving out? I, I had it written down. Who who do, who is number thirteen right now? Oh, uh,
0: um, Batista Gute.
2: I had Batista Gute. I don't know why. I don't know why I have him. I had him just just having mm-hmm. one more one more good run this year. I know that's like a stretch. He's, he's, he's won those... He's won Sorry,
1: Yeah, go ahead. I feel really dumb leaving him out because he's always there. Like he's always he's so consistently in the top fifteen, but he's not in mine.
0: Well, now that you're bringing him up, this it is my about- this is my big reveal. Uh, he's my number four in the world this season. I oh think he's, I think he's going to be. Stan, I think he he's gonna turn into Bombteesta again. I I have him winning Wimbledon. Yeah, man, he he just has a good track record on grass. He he loves the surface.
2: Grass is a I guess if you call it grass, yeah. <laughs> if you call that surface surf grass, he probably does have a very good surface. So, so there it is, <laughs> no, my
0: sorry. number four in the world, Roberto I know, Bautista. I about,
2: guys, I – yeah, no, no. no I, I have Bautista good at uh, – I, I don't have him. I have him at like 18. I'm sorry. I have Sinsipas at number nine. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, I, I thought I had him on sort of the low end of his of his spectrum. So, uh,
1: all right. So. Sure. Philip just gave us his number four.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, own... That's not his number four. That is not <laughs> Philip's number four. <laughs> it, it is Philip's number four. No. Yeah. So
1: I have Zverev at five. I think you all had him a little lower. I just feel like he's... he's um He's got... He just plays a lot of tournaments. And he's, he's the person who's usually motivated when no one else is motivated. He... He's figured out slams in such a way where he's not just gonna—he's not like an automatic out in the second or third round, um, and just consistency is on his side. He's six-six with a massive serve, in great movement. Um, he really sucks to watch. He's extremely immature, <laughs> but he's got a lot of talent, and um, it's going to be really annoying if he gets a deep run in a when his his, his inevitable deep run or two and a major and a masters 1000 is going to suck. I would hate it if he wins the Olympics. Um, that would really suck too. I
0: but,
1: think you even know, the Germans would hate that. that. What you
0: I think the Germans would even hate that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but there, that's my number. That's my number five.
0: Mark, do you have a number oh, five?
2: Yeah, but it's it's straight out of left field. It's it's actually a kind of a ridiculous prediction, but I just I figured last year was kind of sponsored by ridiculous, and so um, let's see. From uh, I have the, I have Kachanov at number five. I don't know why he's just going to have some wow big More. run. Yeah, I just feel like, and then again, everything will be recalibrated after twenty twenty one. I'm factoring in some injuries, some difference not wanting to jump through hoops some protocols at some players i think that in the and then the reason why it sits past a little bit lower i just i just have him with with an injury at some point i think that shoulder's kind of go i think he's got that weird motion so i just have catching off kind of catching people by surprise um a ranking he will not hold on to you know beyond let's say a march of next year or april of the following year but i but I had him as the number two Russian at the end of the year. I think you prop, have Props on just uh, making an interesting. To Props on
1: making an interesting bold call. I mean, he's got he's got talent. It could happen. Um, it's just I don't know. He's just there was a stretch at the end of 2019 where he had some really good, great matches. But he he's just or I think it was 2018 or 2019. But he hasn't really played No together. 18, I
2: think you said it right. I think
1: you said it right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like he's shown flashes before that if he really puts it together, he can be a really tough out.
0: Mark, I'm a little bit worried that uh, you don't have Jack Sock um, in your top 15 at this point. Sorry. Mark went speechless because I said Jack Sock's name. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, Mark's audio is uh, not working again. Um, yeah, but that was a bold call, Kachinov. Um He's just a guy who didn't make the cut for me, um, probably dumbly. Yeah. Is,
1: is Batista a goop? Actually, your number four,
0: yeah, and uh, I'm <laughs> getting a bit irritated at you for uh, for questioning it so much. And, it, and you
1: really believe it t- too, right? You really believe it, like, you're going down with this ship.
0: <laughs> I, I don't get why you're so like inquisitive.
1: <laughs> you have them winning Wimbledon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, Batista Goop. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I mean, he's got the forehand, he's got the backhand. I mean, he's got a serve, he can move. Like, <laughs> there isn't much he can't do. He just needs to, like, do it all at once against everyone. Yeah, and uh, I'll let
2: okay, I need some context, context here, guys.
0: Here, Peter was asking me if I'm serious about Batista Goo being number four, and I'm dead serious. <laughs> Um Yeah, I mean uh he's my number four.
1: Yeah, he he doesn't have a great serve and he has an even worse second serving. Um but fair, fair. Mark, who's who's your number four?
2: I guess I'll go. Um I'll go go. though. It's uh can you hear me? Just the current number four. I'm not expecting any changes. I met with Evan, but that's that's a solid hold. If Medvedev can hold that, I think that's a that's a very well held number four.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be Medvedev as well. Um, although there's a, he has a shot of being number one next year. Like if if there's another level to his game, and if he can get in one of the zones and make it last, like there's no reason he couldn't be number one. But it's just hard to predict that. Um, yeah, he's just so long and athletic and mentally tough.
0: Yeah, um, agreed. I mean, I think four is his floor. Yeah, Peter, who do you have at four? Medvedev.
1: Medvedev, yeah,
0: yeah, I have him at three. I think he'll, uh, I think he'll win a major. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that's. Not at landers. We'll
0: get to that though. Yeah.
1: Um, I have I actually have team at number three. I I think he's a lot more real than Philip gives him credit for. He's got a winning record against Federer and he's got like he's he does very well against Djokovic and Nadal too. Like the guy has real game and he's been he's been sort of he played the big tournaments extremely well in twenty in twenty um Twenty, he was really close to winning Wimbledon or not Wimbledon, the Australian Open um, he got kind of a gift at the US Open um, and the majors will be spaced out more so that he'll have more of a run to make at, at Roland Garros I mean, he's the real deal
0: Do you think he's uh, overdue for an injury? I mean, he's always had like incredibly good health and he, he plays a lot of tournaments and like A very grueling playing style as well. I mean, he's been on tour for a while. He's—I think—he's going to be 28 this year. That's um, Nadal already had like four knee problems by then.
1: Maybe, but I don't know. I just think he's very fit and very strong, and he's got a unique body to sustain
0: um, the season. Yeah, Um, I mean, I think all of these like really. Eight through eight through three is a crapshoot, sort of.
1: I think that team and medvedev are a level above the others. I think I think there's five through eight and I think there's two and three and four. And even and there's a chance that team and Medvedev are um in this are closer to the Nadal Djokovic zone than they are to the five through eight zone.
0: Yeah. So Who's your number two?
1: I've got Nadal.
0: Yeah, same. Mark, you have no, no, no changes at, at two?
2: Well, I hadn't said three, but I mean, it's almost boring. But I think you said it well, that there is, uh, what was the term you used? You know, like one through eight or three through eight, they're all sort of interchangeable parts. I feel that way.
0: Yeah. yeah. I,
2: it's, I, it almost doesn't really matter. I mean, I think the the meat is really who who takes home the big hardware. Too much rankings Not even the people are as concerned about.
0: Yeah, nobody nobody remembers who was number three or four in the world. They remember who won the fucking Australian Open. Um, one more time. Yeah, nobody, remember, uh, nobody remembers who was number three or four in the world. They remember who won the fucking Australian Open and who was a finalist.
2: Is there any... So, is, is that how we, we as tennis scholars judge tennis or is that how tennis players judge themselves? I mean, in other words, is there really such... Is the gap between winning a major... And winning a Master's one thousand just getting wider and wider every year? Or it just gets wider and wider. I mean, in terms of its the the sense of satisfaction as the players get older and, and self evaluate I think it gets wider and wider. The the the
1: older the best players get and the less they care about the masters one thousands. Like I thought there was less of a gap when when Joe Fitch and the dolls bodies could with could just just be at their peak an entire season but because um they're now peaking so much for the majors it's just a different level of the majors
0: yeah and
2: how do you think rankings five through ten would self-evaluate the same way or if they win three four masters one thousands or two they, they you know they reflect back on the year and say I feel like I almost maximized, if not maximized, my potential. Like, do they feel good about their season if they have, you know, one Grand Slam finals, two Masters 1000s victories, maybe a finalist um, in in one of those and, you know, played played pretty
0: stellar tennis in the rest of their tournaments? I think, think, uh, yeah, I think, like... What do you think? Do you think they feel... I think Rublev would feel really good about that season. Um, I think Tsitsipas is at the point now where he's already had that season and wants an even better season. I mean, I think he would like the Grand Slam final, but like, I think he's. I think ever. I think Sverev, uh Medvedev, and team are all are all eyeing the bigger the biggest titles now. But
2: how many of those tournaments do you really feel are up for Slam? Grand-
0: Oh. Um. we'll get. It's just, we'll, we'll, we'll Ryan, get, we'll it's just g- Australian, the U.S. Open, is it not? Um. Yeah, I mean, we can get into. I guess we I mean, all have Novak bury, at number one. the
1: lead, but, yeah. but yeah. Well, what about Batista? Doesn't he want the better, best hardware?
0: <laughs> um. I think he would also be happy with the season Mark described, but um. He's going to be even happier with the season <laughs> I have uh, I've envisioned for him. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh,
2: Mark, who's your number two? I uh, just... To, to, Phil, I think this is actually... Hold on, if you don't mind me saying... Phil, this may be a good time to... Phil, I just think this may be a good time for you, given the fact that you do have Bautista good at number four, of plugging your, your uh, Tuesday um, flash scene just later but i just i have the rankings the way they are i mean just to show my hand i still have i have rafa number two because i don't think being number one i think if rafa really really wanted to be number one he could finish the year at number one but i don't think that's his goal i think his number one goal is win the french compete really really well kind of on on the fly at, at wimbledon and whatever happens at the other two tournaments
0: happens. Yeah, I think he wants to that, cock block, Novak and uh, Roger at the Olympics. Because that's like what he has that they don't <laughs> at this point.
2: Yeah. Good call. Good good call. You can use the term cock block. Yeah, that's a good, good, good use of the term.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think his number one goal is finishing the season with 21 majors. Like, that's
0: yeah, That's if Rafa could everything. choose between Roland Garros and the Olympics, which one do you think he would choose?
1: Uh, I think he would publicly choose the Olympics, but privately choose Roland Garros.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Because him the not era, winning Roland Garros would mean somebody else beat him at Roland Garros, which is, which is troubling. Yeah,
2: true. <laughs> it's like stealing his wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um all right, so I think we're we're on to the Grand Slams. Uh so who do we have in Australia? Um Peter who, who are, you, are you taking any surprises?
2: That's a one. Yeah. I think that's Australia. a really tough one to predict. Yeah. Uh I think um
1: I'll go with Medvedev.
0: Ooh. Oh wow. So you're, he, you you think he'll take he his end of season form.
2: Playing. Go
0: ahead. You think he'll uh, transfer his end of season form? But you don't think he'll uh, have any hangovers from uh, winning, winning the Nitto?
1: Uh, I think that he'll. I think I think he could. I mean, I think he. I just think that he's like so good. Um, he's almost due already. But um, I mean, the easy pick is Djokovic. Um, It's basically, like, a roll of the dice on if Medvedev is really in his zone or not. I think if Medvedev is actually in his zone, he'll win. And if not, then Djokovic will just win.
0: Yeah, I have Novak winning. Which is kind of sneaky. Does does he already have... I think he has eight Australian Opens. Like, this could be his ninth.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's binged. He's a binger. He also has a sneaky number of
0: Wimbledons. I think he has, like, six or seven. Like, uh... Yeah, um, but yeah, I have Novak getting his ninth Aussie. What about you, Mark? God, that's re- can
2: you hear me? Okay, it's yeah, just a yeah. Hard one to predict. I just feel like it's hard. It's very hard to get a read on how the season will play out. Uh, where they're going to be in terms of their preparation. Is Ralph planning on playing Australia? Is yeah, he? yeah, he's, yeah, he's Signed up. Good for him. I mean, I. Uh, Okay, so you're going to have um, – who's this team? We, don't, we would know whose side of the draw team falls on, correct? But well, it wouldn't make a difference because one of them is going to get Medvedev in the semi, so the other one would get team. I think the, to Rafa
0: form. has an easier time with Medvedev than team, but Joker has a harder time with Medvedev than team. So it's like uh, the, yeah. the most brutal semi would be Novak versus Medvedev and Rafa versus team. Yeah. Um, and if it's the I other way right around, around. <laughs> if it's Rafa versus Medvedev and Novak versus Team, then we'll just have an adult Djokovic final, I think.
2: You know what? I'll, if if the final four is just that final four, which I guess was the case in London, that's some fucking awesome tennis. Excuse my. Yeah. You know, I I just look forward to that. I'll go. I will go with Novak. He plays that tournament. He's just that's his. It's not to say that, like like Philip said, he's an excellent Wimbledon player little more vulnerable at the other two, but he does seem to peak very, very well. His preparation is solid. He's had a couple extra weeks of rest, uh, which should benefit him even more. So that's right. But I don't think it'll be easy. It'll probably be a, a four-setter in the semis and probably a four- or five-setter in the finals. But I'll I'll take Novak in any five-setter. So I agree. I couldn't tell you who the finalists will be, but I don't think it matters because I think the top four are pretty evenly matched. And and I think that's right. I think he'll get number nine.
0: Yeah. Um, Cool. Yeah, Uh, uh, Novak over...
2: Phil, you you must think
1: Batista Agu will have, like, a monster post-Australian if you think that it's really team and Medvedev who are the threats in Australia.
0: Well, you didn't let me finish. (laughs) (laughs) But It's going to be Novak over Batista Agu in five in the Aussie Open Finals. There. Okay. Right. I mean, right. semi-finals. Uh, I think it'll be Rafa in the final, but, uh, this will be his semi-final. But he's, um, so speaking of Rafa, I have him winning Roland Garros. Um, what about you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: <laughs> how many sets does he lose in Roland Garros?
0: I mean, I think he'll, he might lose a few, um, in the final, he'll lose one set. I think, uh, he, he, I mean, he was he was lights out this year. Um,
1: who is his biggest threat at Roland Garros?
0: I think it's uh, either t- it's like Team and Djokovic, maybe, and then Sitsipas. If Sitsipas keeps uh, keeps improving, and then maybe Yannick Center. Mark, who yes, do you I think mean, Rafa's Yannick biggest? Yannick Sinner was
1: the one who did the best this year. I, I think it's definitely Team. It, but, but. Rafa's still got the edge. It's it'll only have been like six or eight months since he dominated everybody this past time around. Like there's no logical reason not to and he thrashed Djokovic. It's not like he he didn't play like Djokovic or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Mark, you have uh you have Rafa Roland Garris as well.
2: Yeah, it's just, you know, he controls his own destiny. I think Peter said it. They, he'll, he'll literally have been back on the court after eight, seven months there. It'll feel like he never left. His season will be well-paced. He'll probably play Australia, Acapulco, for reasons entirely um, at our approval. And then he'll, he'll rest up, and he'll pace himself. He knows himself, but it won't be easy. I, I, I don't know if he lost a set last year. He'll lose a set or two, maybe three. It won't be as easy, but but I think he'll walk away with the hardware, and and he deserves it. He deserves it. It's 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 the greatest. Ac- I don't know if he's the goat, but he's he's that's the greatest accomplishment ever in the sport. And I nothing but nothing but adulation.
0: Yeah. All right. So Wimbledon. Who do you guys have?
2: Can I take the fifth? I don't even know.
0: I have to think about that first. I got pitch. You got Novak getting his, like, seventh Wimbledon, or... Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, an underrated storyline is Novak getting screwed by Wimbledon not happening, because he probably would have won it, and that would have... would have uh, would have uh, notched another Wimbledon tally for him and another Grand Slam tally for him. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean... He's a good pick. I mean, I have him as my finalist. Um, I think Batista Agu beats him in five. <laughs> they had a tough semifinal two years ago.
1: Yeah, he made the semis two years ago. Real pedigree there. Yeah, and it was
0: a four-setter. It was a really tough four-setter. And I think Batista Agu gets revenge this year and around further.
2: Well, he's the defending semi finalists too. Let's not forget. Oh yeah.
1: What, what's um what's Batista Agu's road to the final?
0: Um, you know he'll beat. Uh, I think he'll beat Team in the semis. Uh, um.
1: And he'll beat Nadal in, in a round before that?
0: Yeah, he'll beat be Nadal in the quarters. <laughs> and uh, he'll beat Federer in the round of 16. <laughs> uh, That's
2: good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> Somebody spent his whole New Year's Eve reading Vonnegut. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as well.
0: yeah. Peter, who do you, Mark, did you guys say who you have at Wimbledon? I said Djokovic. And Mark, who do you have?
2: I, I have Daniel Evans. I think it'll be Evans and Murray in the finals. And, uh, but the reason being is that only people from the, you know, from, from Great Britain will be able to play in, the, in, in Wimbledon. So, you either have to be from a Commonwealth country or, or part of Great Britain. Yeah. Greater Britain. So, I have, that's a tough one. It's, Jeez. Okay, I got to pick a winner. I'm picking Federer. I'm picking Federer. Go That's for it. Go for it. Pick yeah. It. Somebody's got to do it, and it's going <laughs> to be me. If, if, if he can get past Batista Agu in the round of 16.
0: Yeah. It's a big He's uh, not, actually. Quality.
2: He's going to be down two sets to love, and then Bautista Agu going to get a uh, some type of text message or some type of message on his Apple
0: Watch. Saying he's got a bachelor party to go to, and, <laughs> and that's it. All right. So the final Grand Slam is the U.S. Open. I've got, I've got our boy. I've got our Russian. I've got Daniil. In the U.S. Open.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I'll do. Um. You maybe go with team. I'm feeling a team pick here. Team. Just because. Uh,
1: you know, um, he won't be exhausted from the from from the from the Olympics the same way everyone else might.
0: <laughs> That's actually a good point. <laughs>
2: that is a good good point. Oof! Is Joker going to be pissed? I'm taking Jokovic. He's going to be pissed off. He's going to. So you pissed. have
0: you have Joker winning uh, three majors over this Medvedev.
2: year over Medvedev. No, no, because I have Federer winning Wimbledon and oh, okay. winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did you um, have? I, 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 I actually think Mark's
1: picks are the most likely to actually happen. Um, I'm going out on a limb on some of these, but like, if the big three end up with all the majors again this year, like, that would be just that would just be par for the course.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually think I have the best picks, but I think um, you and Mark have decent ones too. Um, for the Olympics, I've got Novak. I think he I think he really wants that medal. It's the the missing it's his missing uh, it's the the thing that's missing for him.
2: So I'm assuming Rafa does not play the Olympics and not sure about that's going to be at the beginning of August. Beginning of August, right?
0: I so don't I know. I'm not sure if they have a date set.
2: Okay. Let's assume. Let's assume it's the beginning of August. I say Rafa doesn't play. Well, if he plans to play in the U.S. Open, I don't see him playing. I'm not even sure about Federer. So that could be a surprise. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna just pick Rublev to win the Olympics. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Rublev to win. the oh, yeah! In, in honor of Batista, Guda, I'm gonna pick Rublev to win the Olympics. In honor of Mother Russia. There you go. There you go. Aren't
0: I, Russians not allowed to, like, wear Russian <laughs> colors this year because of, like, some doping thing? a uh,
2: penalty of the doping and everything. That sounds about right. Yeah,
0: yeah. so in, in honor of, like, mother no flag. Uh, yeah, Rublev versus Medvedev in the final. Right? I,
2: I, I think Novak will take the silver, and he won't beat himself up because he doesn't even have an Olympic medal yet. So he'll take the Olympic silver, and then that'll, you know... Give a little bit, add a little bit of fuel uh, to his fire to win w- the U.S. Open. So I'll go with Rublev over Joker in the finals. I'm yeah. gonna go with um, with Djokovic because it's in Tokyo and Djokovic
1: just like crushes Asia. Um, <laughs> in more ways than one, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he
0: he crushes. Yeah, he crushes pussies gonna, in Asia. I'm
1: gonna like, go with Shapovalov as the silver medalist just because me he's really good at country tennis, and I feel like. Um, the Olympic environment would bring out his
0: best,
1: his best game. The Israelis would like that too. They'd, they'll be pretty psyched about that.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, do we have any predictions beyond, uh, I guess, top fifteen and uh, and uh, Olympics? I mean, I who's going to be
2: your top? Who's going to be your top American at the end of the year? Who's going to be your top Frenchman? And who's going to be your top Aussie? I mean, top American. Is Riley Opelka, top Frenchman
1: is uh Monfils. and top Aussie is uh D Yeah,
0: for me top American, um I have Jack Sock getting to the uh semifinals of uh of uh Delray well, Beach. That- so you know <laughs> okay that is right I mean. he may be the only one to play in the tournament and find a way to live with the semis but yeah 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 I mean I think Taylor Fritz is is gonna be the best American I think uh, best Frenchman uh, I wonder if Hugo Gaston is any good or not I think Hugo Umbert is probably gonna be the best Frenchman and uh best Aussie the milkman <laughs> All right,
2: where go is with, I'm gonna land? go with I'm gonna oh, go sorry. with Fritz, um, Fritz and Gasquez. No, 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 it's gonna be Fritz Montfis and Di Pretty boring picks, but I think that's the the way it'll be.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. What what um, shit, I
1: forgot what I was gonna ask. Okay, where do you all think Kyrios is gonna land?
0: I wonder if he retires. Like, I think he might. He might end up like 72. That's where I'm going to put him. Wow. What do you think?
2: I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll be top 30.
0: Do you think he's been training I'm, at all? Like, he yeah, hasn't played really in over a year.
2: what his routine has been
1: during COVID.
0: Yeah.
2: He plays like six hours of video games a day, like three hours of basketball, and the rest of them he tweets. But he can get away with it you can only get away with that for so long though yeah Yeah,
1: i i I, I think that is like a big a big like wild card is will he well i think his ceiling would be like 17 in the world and his floor would be like 117 in the world
0: yeah um
1: or maybe a ceiling would be like 15 or, or 13 or something.
0: Like he... Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been one of our longer pods. Thank you, listeners, for uh, for uh, getting this far. We're at Doubles Alley Pod on Twitter. Um, you can tweet at us if you particularly. <laughs> dislike one of Mark's takes or like one of my takes. Um, and yeah, until next time, la bomba.